We meet today in Proverbs chapter 31. The final chapter of Proverbs is designated as the words of King Lemuel. A popular title would be the advice on how to choose a wife. The king, Lamel, is instructed by his mother to avoid wardom and drunkenness and to use his wealth and authority for the relief and protection of the poor and the oppressed. That is the subject of verse 1 to verse 9. And then he is also warned concerning the character and the value of the virtuous woman, the subject of verses 10 to verse 31. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. Proverbs 31 verse 1. Now the name Lemuel means unto God, one dedicated to God. Possibly Lemuel, whose identity historically is uncertain, is a symbolic name used to designate an ideal king to whom a godly mother presented an exhortation to achieve the ideal. The utterance here really talks literally is a burden, is unquestionably divinely inspired. Dr. McGee believed Solomon wrote this chapter since there is no king by the name Lemuel. The name that God gave to Solomon is Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord, according to Second Samuel 12, verse 25. The name Lemuel means devoted to the Lord. Now, Dr. McGee suggests that Lemuel was the pet name that Bathsheba had for Solomon. Many of us would have a pet name that mothers that mother's head for us, you would almost be ashamed to say what that name was, wouldn't you? It is also probable Solomon's mother had a pet name for him as Lemuel. Around the palace, you would probably have heard her calling Lemuel. Anyway, this chapter was a mother's advice to her son. It makes a great Mother's Day sermon, by the way. What, my son? And what? Son of my womb, and what son of my vows? Proverbs 31 verse 2. Now Bathsheba is asking, what can I say to you? She needed to say something because she saw in this boy, Solomon, some of the characteristics even of his father David. She well remembered the sin of David, and I don't think it was her sin. I think it was David's sin. In the first chapter of Matthew, it says, David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Matthew 1 verse 6. So Bathsheba's name is not even mentioned. I believe God is making it clear that it was David's sin. She sees the temptation that Solomon faces, so she gives him words of advice. What, my son, what can I say to you, son of my womb? You are my precious boy, the son of my vows. She had dedicated this man to God. Here is Proverbs 31 verse 3 to verse 5. Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, 
nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Here Bathsheba knew David and the temptations that he struggled with. The warning is against forbidden desires for self-gratification, such as opening oneself to the influence of women through promiscuous relationships and allowing oneself to be bound by intemperance or drunkenness. So this young man is advised to say, when you become a king, don't give your strength to women. Don't give yourself to drink or anything that is intoxicating. You will forget the law and then pervert justice. Would we say that the perversion of the law in many of uh, government circles is because of the abuse of intoxicating drink? Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Proverbs 31 verse 6 to 7. You see, Bathsheba tells Solomon to use wine for medicine. If anyone drinks wine, it should be those who are perishing to whom it will serve for medicinal purposes Open your mouth for the speechless. In the cause of all who are appointed to die, open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Proverbs 31 verse 8 to 9. O Solomon, be honest and just and fair. This is the advice coming from the mother. She goes on to tell him how to choose a wife. After telling this young man to be honest, to be fair, and exercise his kingship in a godly manner, she moves on to tell him on how to choose a wife. So, Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 31, is an acrostic poem in which the first word of each letter begins with the successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This poem is part of the instruction that King Solomon's mother gave to teach her son about wisdom, which she had talked about in verse 1. In describing the virtuous wife, Solomon's mother was showing what wisdom looks like when it is lived out in everyday life. Why is the woman of Proverbs 31 more valuable than rare jewels, as verse 10 would intimate? It is because of her wisdom, her ability to live life in a responsible, productive, and prosperous way. The book of Proverbs often personifies wisdom as a woman and also describes wisdom as more valuable than any riches. Thus, it is no surprise that the woman of Proverbs 31 earns praise in the most public of places, the gates of the city which in her day represented a combination of city hall and the marketplace. She is a woman whose hard work brings material rewards. Proverbs promises that whoever seeks and finds wisdom will also find wealth, happiness, honor, and long life. This woman is an example of how those promises are fulfilled. Now, it is worth noting 
that this woman pursues what are sometimes thought of as traditional female jobs, such as making clothes, as well as non-traditional work, such as real estate investment, farming and merchandising. Furthermore, her energies are directed not only toward providing for her family and household, but also toward meeting the needs of people in the community. In short, the woman of Proverbs 31 is a model for both women and men of a way of living that brings fulfillment and contentment. She exhibits a lifestyle of work and love based on godly wisdom. I must say this is a fitting conclusion to the collection of Proverbs in that it offers an illustration of one who has mastered wisdom and can now graduate. This is good advice. It is God's advice. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Now virtuous here means a woman of character, a woman of strength, a woman of real ability. She is not to be a fragile salala, so to say. She is not to be always sitting in a rocking chair and waiting for the maid to bring her food or come and cut her nails. Real mothers don't sit in rocking chairs and do nothing. They are busy. This is the picture of a busy mother. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. This woman will be faithful. He will have no lack of gain. She will not be a spendthrift with her husband's money. No, she will be a helpmate or a helpmate for him. And God never intended woman to be a servant of a man, by the way. She is to be his partner and a real partner. When God made Eve to be a helpmate, he made the other half of Adam. Adam was only half a man until God made Eve and gave her to him. Now, as we continue, I will highlight some of the important points that are coming up to describe the character of this woman. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Proverbs 31 verse 12. So this woman is a real helpmate. She does not do evil to the husband. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Proverbs 31 verse 13. She doesn't mind working, but she does it voluntarily with her own hands. She does not sit in the rocking chair and expect everything to be done for her. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. Proverbs 31 verse 14. You see, she looks for bargains to spend the money wisely. It's not just, just spending and buying things. No. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. Proverbs 31 verse 15. Now, you see, she knows how to keep her house. She runs a night shift as it were, and 
She is a wonderful mother. I must even make a confession here, talking about even my own mother. I do not recall any time when I was growing up as a boy that I got up in the morning and found my mother in bed, except when she was not well physically, then she would be sleeping. We always woke up and found that mother was already up working. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Proverbs 31 verse 16 and 17. This woman is a woman of ability. She runs her household well. This woman's responsibilities and ministries to her family extend outside the home itself and beyond the family circle. Though the text does not indicate employment or career, it does illustrate the many and varied gifts and skills a woman may possess and use in the interest of her family. The woman gathers her loose uh, flowing garments about her in order to work more efficiently. She faces her tasks with strength and vitality because she has given care and exercise to her physical body as well. So she girds herself with strength, almost as if to say she watches how her health is. She exercises as well to be able to do all these things. They are there and strengthens her arms, not just letting them go. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. Proverbs 31 verse 18. In other words, she proves the saying that man's work is from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done. I have seen that. Her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. Proverbs 31 verse 19 and 20. Now the reference is to the custom of spinning without the use of a will, using diligence and skill in order to be economical and efficient. So, she is also a generous person. Actually, the excellent woman of Proverbs 31 lives a fairly affluent lifestyle. This is clear from the scarlet purple and the fine linen with which she clothes her family and decorates her house. Linen from Egypt was considered a luxury. And purple was an expensive dye imported from Asia Minor. She is not afraid of snow, for all her household is clothed with the scarlet. Proverbs 31 verse 21. Scarlet here again a reference to the deep crimson color, the dye which is from the taller worm. We talked about in Psalm 22 verse 6, in which the Lord uses the figure of this worm to describe his passion. She prepares her family well for trying circumstances. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. 
Proverbs 31 verse 26. Now there is a great contrast between this woman and the contentious woman mentioned earlier in chapter 19 verse 13, 21 verse 9 and 19. The term kindness indicates she is able and willing to give moral and spiritual instruction to her children. She is both wise and kind in her advice and admonitions. Oh, this is a blessing. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Proverbs 31 verse 30. Now this is the climax of the ideal portrait in which the writer shares the secret power which inspires and produces a woman of such virtue. Charm, that is a pleasing manner developed by painstaking drill and discipline which invites the favor of family and friends is a mere outward vanish or veneer. The same is true of physical beauty which also quickly fades. Charm and beauty are defined by human convention and thus are transitory. This woman's success and praise come from her godly character rather than from such external and temporal devices. She elicits blessings from her children, devotion from her husband, praise from the beneficent labors of her own hands, and commendation from God himself. She possesses the fear of the Lord, that foundation of all wisdom and the principle occupying the heart of the entire book of Proverbs, as well as the other wisdom literature. Described in the New Testament as a gentle and quiet spirit, according to First Peter chapter 3 verse 4. Young men, first you should look for a wife who is a Christian. Then I hope you get a good looking one in the bargain. It's nice to have both together. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. This is of prime importance. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Proverbs 31 verse 31. Now I guess this is the reason we have Mother's Day, a day to honor mothers, because here it says, Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. I don't do Mother's Day because someone is forcing it on me, but... Really, by looking at this verse, you are supposed to honor mothers. However, there are many mothers who are not worthy of the tribute given to mothers on Mother's Days because they don't fit into this description. Mothers, why don't you take the wisdom that Bathsheba gave to her son and aspire to be a virtuous woman? This book of Proverbs has been a book for young men. Also, it is a wonderful book for young ladies. In fact, we can all learn from the wisdom in this remarkable book. I trust that you too have learned as I have. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, 
please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org.